One of the things that I always preach about is being a producer, not a consumer. So with a consumer, they just look to see like what they can get. It's not really interested in giving us all about what can I get, what can I get. Whereas a producer, they look at what they can give more than what they can get. As a result, they achieve bigger results and they were able to build their network. And entrepreneurs are producers. Once your mindset's in the right place, anything else in your life falls into, into the right place as well. Ed Milet okay. is an entrepreneur based in America. Yeah, he's just mind-blowing. Like, he just gets very deep and he's actually doing it as well. You know, he walks the walk and talks the talk. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. I came back and sat at my desk at work and I thought, you know what, this isn't for me. I was working crazy hours. Now I get to take my kids to school every day. I get to pick them up from school every day. And that to me is actually priceless. And then I tick that off and say, that's my first win. And then the next thing I'll give myself another just small challenge to me. And I'm always doing things that I'm guaranteeing to win. So doing the small wins, it sets yourself up for the big wins. And that's how I sort of recalibrate my mind and get myself into that sort of winner mindset again. And yeah, and give myself the momentum, essentially. I love it. I really love it. What can I win it today? And today's guest is Sean Davis, founder and host of the High Performance Academy and co-founder of Urban Homes. Hi, Sean. Where are you calling from today? Yes. Hi, Ian. Um, Wolverhampton. Can you tell us something that you're both good at and uh, you enjoy doing? A, a passion that just drips out of you? Playing drums. Yeah. My drummer. Yeah, it's one of my passions. I've been playing drums since I was about 10, 10 years old. So just under 20 years now. And uh, yeah, it's one of my passions. It's something that I like to, that I do to let off steam. Are you in a band at all? I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm in a band. I'm in a few different bands, actually. We just a lot of people pull me in and their bands and we do like a parties, weddings, things like that. Cool. Now, I've got a bit more on your background, but to get straight to the inspiration, can you tell me someone who is your biggest inspiration and why? I'll probably say my dad because I look up to him personally and, and in business and, you know, just seeing him, he's, he's got a couple of businesses as well and he's um, built them from scratch and I've seen the lows, I've seen, you know, where he's gone, how far down he's gone and then how he's built himself back up from that. And I just find that, you know, the resilience, determination, the persistence that he has, I find that very inspiring. Brilliant. Thanks yeah. for that. And I know you're really big on self-development. Is there anyone yeah. in that space that, that you find inspiring? Oh, yes. Oh, loads. I probably said the biggest person I'd probably say is Ed Milet. Okay. He's an entrepreneur based in America. Yeah, he's just mind blowing. Like, he just gets very deep and he's actually doing it as well. You know, he walks the walk and talks the talk. So, definitely, I listen to a lot of his content. Yep. Cool. Now, I know you, you started in sales and customer service. Yep. And you're working for BMW. Yep. And now you've got a family and, and together with uh, your partner, you've set up Urban Homes, which is like a design-led property company doing different areas of property. And then yep. you're now on with the High Performance Academy, which is, you know, helping like a high performance network for inspiration. So can you tell us some of your inspirations on that journey? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I'll, I'll tell you exactly the reason why, what inspired me to start it. So, you know, running the business, it can be a bit lonely. And I always preach a lot about mindset because I, I really believe that, you know, you, your mindset is everything. And once your mindset's in the right place, everything else in your life falls into, into the right place as well. So essentially, I wanted to create a network, a platform where we could network with like-minded people. And also, I could help people. I've got, a, I've got a heart for people. I've got a heart for giving and giving value. And, you know, I do a lot of personal development in myself in terms of books, courses, podcasts like this. So I'm learning a lot myself as well. And I want to be able to share that with as many people and help them on their own journeys as well. 
and that's essentially what the High Performance Academy that was that that's what birthed it. And um, yeah, we've, we've been going about six months now, and it's been you know phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. What what you know some of the members in the academy have achieved as a direct result of being a part of that community as well. So. I'm very grateful to have the community that's in there and also very grateful to be able to host such a powerful network as well. I'm looking forward to see what the future holds in that too. So it's kind of the power of the community itself is also an inspiration as well as the content is what you're saying. 100%. One of the things that I always preach about is being a producer, not a consumer. So with a consumer, they just look to see like what they can get. It's not really interested in giving. It's all about what can I get? What can I get? Whereas a producer... They look at what they can give more than what they can get. As a result, they achieve bigger results and they were able to build their network. And entrepreneurs are producers. We look at, you know, how can we give? What value can we give? And you've got to have this sort of value first mentality. Whereas if you're just consuming all the time, that takes energy to digest it. It's actually draining. Whereas if you're producing, it's actually producing energy and you are, and that energy flows throughout you. It's, it's, it's really powerful. And that's something that and that's like a movement that I'm trying to create in this academy and uh, everyone is sort of, they're getting their message on that and it's, it's, you can see it in the academy as well, which is great. So the academy came after Urban Homes, did it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, way after. So the academy was only started this year. I started that in June, which is like, you know, if you listen to the podcast about June 21, and that's when we started it. It's been under six months and um, Urban Homes, that was established back in August 18. And what made you, you move from, I'm guessing, maybe a more standard career to the property? Well, okay, so it's really weird. So back in 2018, we went to Miami, myself, partner and the kids, and we had a fantastic time. It was so good. All my, all my other family was there as well. And it was, it was just great. I came back and sat at my desk at work and I thought, you know what? This isn't for me no more. <laughs> this isn't for me. I like, I didn't, I was working crazy. I was, I was, I was earning decent money in the corporate world. I was one of the top sales guys. I was, you know, I had a nice company car. Everything was all good. And all my family, they thought I had it cushy essentially there was really shocked and family and friends that i actually wanted to leave and i wanted to set up my own business but the truth is i wasn't really happy in that world i used to always think about you know the, the issue is even if i work my way up i've got to be there between the hours of 8 and 6 p.m every day yes you know i'm limited to the amount of holiday i have as well and i wanted to create it wasn't even about the financial freedom at time because i said i was earning decent money i was able to buy my house you know, I was a very young age, I was able to go on nice holidays, a few a year. And so it wasn't about the money for me. It was more about the location and time freedom. It was more about being able to see my kids. You know, now I get to take my kids to school every day. I get to pick them up from school every day. And that to me is actually priceless, being able to do that. And also as well, I've got the capacity to now, now with this with these businesses, with, you know, the, the High Performance Academy is a, is a subscription-based business. Urban homes is obviously a property business, but I've systemized that. We've now got a team. So actually, I'm able to get, still get the same results and work from anywhere in the world, which is always my dream. So Miami, going back there in 2018, that really inspired me to sort of take that plunge and think, actually, I want to be able to spend more time and travel more, you know, travel to more parts of the world, but still be able to work and still be able to do a passion. And unfortunately, you can't do that, you know, working in the, in the corporate world. Yes. So that's what sort of sparked the interest in terms of setting up my own business. Brilliant. And within Urban Homes itself, you're calling it a, a more design-led, urban-led company. What inspired that style of approach? We wanted to be different. So the thing that you've got with property is a lot of areas now, it is a saturated market, especially with, with what we do. We, we specialize in HMO properties. So for anyone that doesn't know HMO, what HMO is, it's basically a house share. So the tenants essentially rent the room. And they share the rest of the facilities like the kitchen, the bathroom, the living area, so all the communal areas. And that particular space is quite saturated, especially in the areas that we do it. Whereas we've been able to do quite well. We've, we've been able to maintain a very high, well, it's actually been like 100% occupancy rate in that field. And the reason why 
is because we have that urban edge, you know, that we go the extra mile with our properties to make sure they're decorated to a very high standard. And we also, you know, ensure that we keep it a high standard as well, even when the tenants are never very strict with the properties. We, we don't want it to look like we spent 10 pence and the property essentially wants to, you know, maintain that sort of high standard. You know, that's what the, that's where the, it's sparked from, really. Yeah. And one of the things that inspires me about you, but you're quite a young guy, so you've now got your financial freedom and you're doing stuff that you want. And I'm guessing you've got the your knowledge of what's going on in your generation design-wise and things like that. So yeah, I think you've done done really well. Thank you. Trying. <laughs> now, I love inspiring events that somehow spontaneously bring people together, make them feel like they're on the same team. Is there any inspiring event you can recall in your life in that kind of space? Um. I wouldn't say a particular event that sort of that I went to that sort of you know sparked sparked that at all. I think working in the corporate world, um, I did get did gain a lot of knowledge into that sort of area and the power of lot like, sort of working together in big teams. So that gave me a lot of experience in that side, that side of things, definitely. Yes, yeah, yeah, no worries. Don't worry, I've made notes of today's top ten hits of inspiration. Hang on to the end to hear the summary. Now, is there a time when you've been at a low ebb or had a challenge and you managed to either inspire yourself out or something else inspired you through that challenging time? Oh, man, like absolutely loads on this one. And the way I like to see it, okay, because mental health in business is something that needs to be talked about more. And this is one of the reasons why I focus on my mental health. And I'm, I'm actually obsessed with my personal development. I want to necessarily growth because managing the business, being a director, being a CEO, I'm getting pulled from pillar to part, even today. As you know, with this podcast, I'm meant to do it at three o'clock. It's now four o'clock because I've been pulled from pillar to post today. We've had many challenges, many issues. But for me, you've got to be able to separate yourself from the business. And the way I do that, which is a quite a weird way of doing it, it works for me, is I almost see myself as I'm playing a video game, which is weird. So if you're playing a video game and you're actually in that video and you're actually, you're actually in the game, you're actually on the field and you get shot, you're dead essentially and i think that's what happens sometimes people take things too personally and they, they get too heavily involved in the business whereas you're the person behind the screen and you're essentially you're just controlling it you know you're just being able to control it remotely if someone if you die you can pick yourself back up and then you, you go again and that's essentially how i like to run the business which is which is a bit mad <laughs> no that's that sounds like a, a good idea yeah and i learned that very very quickly because when i first started i was getting too emotionally involved in the business and you know what happens you can't actually grow a business like that because what happens, you're thinking, okay, well, I can't manage this level of stress I've got now. So how can I then take on more properties? So one of our goals next year is that we want to have 500 rooms wow. across the UK. Yeah, that's our target. So at the moment, we've got 116 rooms. And if I can't manage the 160 rooms, I'm getting absolutely stressed. I can't manage my emotions. How am I ever going to be able to do the other way? Like, you know what I mean? As in like get 500 rooms. It's not going to work. So I have to maintain my, my emotions, manage my emotions effectively. Firstly, with what I've already got, I can then move forward. And put from there. Do you mind sharing with us a, a tiny bit about how you've managed to implement that video game strategy? The reason why how it came about and how I implemented it is because I found myself worrying. So, so for instance, I'd be out with a meal with a family, for instance, I'd be worrying about things. I'd be thinking, oh, okay, I can't go too far because what happens if so I'm worrying about something that didn't happen? And yeah, sometimes it would happen, but guess what? If it does happen, that means you've worried about it twice. I wrote about, about it before it happened. Now I'm worrying about it. Now it's happened. So it's like a double whammy. And then the other thing would be, I would sometimes worry about it and put like this worst case scenario on my head, or this isn't going to happen, or and it wouldn't happen. 
So I thought to myself, you know what? This is when I need to take action. I've got to be able to detach myself from the business. If something happens and it's crazy, I know I've grown, I've grown a lot personally because, you know, even today, for instance, so many things have happened. I can go home now and just literally switch off. You know, there's nothing I can do. I think to myself, can I solve it? Is it something that I can solve? Yes. Okay, let's solve it. If it's not, there's nothing I can do about it. And we take it one, one day at a time. And it's so important that you figure out a way of what works for you in terms of managing your emotions. For me, that is the biggest key to, to actually grow in a business is understanding the way the mind works and how you can manage your emotions effectively. Yeah, no, well done on managing that. And as well as managing your emotions, for people who have really forgotten how good they are and, and that you know they have each got their own special talents, is there anything in particular that you use to you know remember how special you were to keep you pushing through these things? Yeah, yeah. So something that I do and something that I, something that I've implemented into the academy as well is I encourage to celebrate your small wins. So what can happen sometimes, and this is what, how people get negged out and they, they lose that sort of self-confidence and self-belief in themselves, is sometimes we don't realise how powerful the small things are and we try and strive for the big things. And until we hit that big thing, that's then we, we, we'll celebrate then, well, maybe, but until we hit that thing, we're not celebrating. So something that I encourage and something that, that we do on the High Performance Academy is every session, we go around and we encourage everyone to say something that they've won. So it could be something small, could be something personal. And the way I like, the way I preach it is, okay, when you celebrate your small wins, what it actually does, it recalibrates your mind. Yeah, okay. And also it builds momentum. So if I've had a really bad day and everything's gone wrong, okay, the next day I'm going to focus on what, hey, what can I win? What can I start a day? What can I win? It could be something very, very small. It could be something like, okay, today I'm going to get my bed. I'm going to do a five o'clock. I'm sitting on five o'clock. It's the first challenge. I normally get up about six o'clock every day so five o'clock i'm gonna get out of bed i'm gonna make sure i win that for me that's an easy win so it's an hour earlier i can guarantee that i can do that and then i tick that off and say that's my first win and then the next thing i'll give myself another just small challenge to me and i'm always doing things that i'm guaranteeing to win so doing the small wins it sets yourself up for the big wins and that's how i sort of recalibrate my mind and get myself into that sort of winner mindset again and yeah and give myself the momentum essentially i love it i really love it what can i win it today Brilliant. <laughs> no, that's good. And the creativity on your interior designs, does that come from you or, or your partner? Yeah, it comes from Ashley that does, not from me. <laughs> okay, okay. No, thanks. And this this is a bit of advice for, you know, for anyone working with, with a business partner. You've got to quickly establish your role. There's no point of you being having the strength in the same area because then you're wasting, you know, it's, it's like you're not covering the full ground that you, need, that you need to cover. So for me, Ashley does like the interior design, the event planning of the business, the management as well, the tenants. And for me, I do my, I've come from a sales background, so that's my strength. My strength is growth. I'm thinking about, I manage the business. As from a bird's eye view, I see what's coming. I make arrangements. I do the sales of the business as well. I do the marketing. That's my passion. That's what I love. So that's what I focus on. And that's what and the other side is what Ashley focuses on. So it works really well. Brilliant. And now it's time for quick fire inspiration. What is your most inspiring film? Ooh, inspiring film. That's a hard, that's a tough one. The Pursuit of Happiness. Okay. I've not seen that. I'll... Oh, oh, is it that one with Will Smith? Will Smith. Oh, I have. Will Smith. That really moved me, actually. Yes. Oh, that is an amazing film. Yeah, yeah. That's a film that I just love. Every now and again, I just like to watch it because, yeah, it's, it's a powerful story. And it's also a true story as well, so it makes it even more powerful. Oh, right. Um, most inspiring aspect of nature? I would say trees. Brilliant. The most inspiring aspect of design or style? I'd probably say the build quality of it. Your most inspiring song, or one of them? Oh, song. 
I can't think of a song. I can't. <laughs> a band? What's that? Sorry, a band. One of your favorite inspiring bands. Oh, you know what? There's so many, and my mind's just gone blank. No worries. No worries. We'll come back to that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell me after if you think of one. Right. Yeah. Now, for people who struggle to keep a balance between getting inspired and staying grounded, any advice for those guys? Inspired and staying grounded. I think it's really important to ensure that you are doing your passion. Don't follow the crowd. I feel like if you're doing something that it's actually your passion, things become a lot easier yep. and you're able to stay grounded. Whereas if you're following the crowd and you're doing something essentially because it's what everyone else is doing, then, you know, it, because it's working for someone else, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. And I've seen that, you know, with so many, even in the property business, you know, a lot of people, they, they jump on the bandwagon because I see it working for other people. But what I understand is that that's their passion. So it helps them stay grounded. It helps them stay inspired, motivated. Because motivation, it's actually, it's a short-term thing. And a lot of people, they rely on motivation, but it comes in bursts, usually at the start of when you, when you start something. And when that motivation goes, discipline has to kick in. Yes. And you said you, your passion is, is more on the sales side. Yeah. How did you find that out? Was that just, did it just come in front of you and you thought, I'm just good at this? Or was that a journey to find out that that inspired you? Yeah, so I genuinely have a passion for helping people. So it came about when I was 15, 16, I mean, I was back, when I turned 16, I got a job at my local co And although that, was, that wasn't a sales job, I realised then, because that's my first job, I realised how much I do like to talking to strangers, essentially. That was the first time when I was in front of a lot of strangers. And I, I genuinely, I was able to connect with these people and build relationships with these people very quickly. And I wanted to help them, even though it's something small as just like finding groceries around the store. I really wanted to help them. and. When we had, um, they'd do that, these little things like Mother's Day and Father's Day, where what they would do, they would have like, um, like special offers on like the, the till front. Yes. And um, I remember they used to do that like, competitions on the till and say, okay, guys, I want you to sell. I want you to try and upsell the customers and sell them this, like a special offer for Mother's Day, flowers or whatever. And every single time I would always win. <laughs> and I, I realized that no one else, everyone else used to really cringe about doing it. And but I used to thrive off it and I used to really enjoy doing it. I used to genuinely like enjoy helping people and getting them, you know, getting them the right gift package or whatever that was there. And um, that's when I really realized actually, you know, what? I've got a passion for people here and I really enjoy sales. And then the next job I got from that was a sales. It was like a, a high end fashion store that I worked at. And um, that was like a commission based job. And, you know, I had, it was all about upselling, and, you know, to sell like jeans, like, a, you know, jeans for like 500 pounds and a hoodie, like a, it was crazy. That was hard as well. And that taught me a lot about sales as well. I learned a lot on that. That was a, that was a very um, you know, highly pressured environment. And then from there, I then went on to working in one of my dad's businesses. And that was cold calling as well. And again, that was even harder because you could, in cold calling, you're trying to sell a product to someone that wasn't thinking about, didn't, don't know who you are. And they don't know the pro- that, the, that your product exists. And you've got to try and sell it to them. You might, when you cold call, you might be getting them at the totally wrong time as well. So you've got to try and think of a way you can keep this person engaged, yeah. build the rapport really quickly and get them to try and like your product and then try and get them to buy the products and give you the money for it. And that was a fantastic experience. That taught me a lot you know, about myself. I had to have a lot of persistence, discipline and resilience as well. I'm guessing, yeah, because there's lots of rejection in that maybe. So you, you've obviously dealt with that somehow. and you Exactly. And that prepared me perfectly because I was so used to getting rejected. And it was like getting rejected, but it's never been a big deal to me. I just picked myself back up and I keep going again and again. So then when I went to car sales after that, it was per- it was literally a perfect setup for me because I already built that resilience already. I already had it in me already. So getting rejected five times, walking on you know, the car pitch, 
where all the cars are and you know talking to a customer and saying they said oh, i'm not interested it wasn't a big deal whereas the other guys they would probably get nagged out after a few times like oh these customers are all time wasters i don't worry. i'm not going back outside whereas i would keep on going and going and going and that was the difference and then um that then prepared me perfectly for my own business today and the same principle applies about the rejection and i just picked myself back and, and i've done it before so it's not a big deal for me that's that's beautiful yeah well done on that okay we're getting close to the end now what is most right in the world? I think what's most right in the world right now is the fact that you can be anything you want to be. I think we live in a, in a world where you've got to recognise that we're very, very fortunate to be born in this era where the power of social media, you can just, you know, there's, there's like kids making like millions of pounds on YouTube, just playing games and opening boxes and doing reviews and you know and back in the day if you, if you told your parents oh i want a playstation for a living <laughs> they'd say get off like do you know what i mean whereas now it's a thing where you can make a lot of money from it and much more than you can do work in the corporate world so i think that's what's most right in the world right now is that you can have a dream and you can literally pursue that dream no matter what it is the opportunities out there for you and, and you mean so primarily with some kind of youtube channel i mean i know that's not the only one but just um, for, if somebody's listening thinking well wait a minute i've got a dream and I didn't realise that it's such a great opportunity just now. I mean, is it principally starting with some kind of just getting some YouTube live videos out there or anything else you can add to what you're in? You can see something there that maybe some people can't see. So could you just elaborate a tiny bit more on if somebody's got a dream? You know, I think what, what, whatever it is doing, if, it, if it's like YouTube, if it's content creation, it's all about start, just making that start. Just, just making the start and starting today. And just putting yourself out there. One of my favourite quotes that I say is, take massive imperfect action so don't wait for it to be perfect if you're waiting to be perfect it will never happen but you've just got to get yourself out there you've got a dream start today and don't overcomplicate it because if you overcomplicate it it's going to be complicated it doesn't have to be complicated just work out okay i've got a dream what's the first three steps i need to take to pursue this dream what the, what's the first three things that i can do right now that's going to push me close to this goal once you've got that just to literally go for it work on the abc not the xyz brilliant yeah and i saw your instagram recently on <laughs> today yeah <laughs> on that yeah so you're really getting out there yeah so and what book is next on your reading list or your current one right the one i'm reading right now is the slight edge okay who's that yeah. by do you know his first name is called jeff i'll get the actual his full name but what the book's about it's about oh, it was jeff olsen okay seriously it's an amazing book actually it's just about doing because what happens in life yeah a lot of people underestimate the power of doing things, the small things. Yes. So what it is, they almost think if I get out of bed just half an hour early every single day, they underestimate that, that they don't realize the, the long-term compound effect, little half an hour is added on and what you could do in that extra half an hour. They underestimate that. So because they underestimate it, they think, you know, I'm not going to do it because it's not, it's not, it's just waking up half an hour. It's not going to change my life today doing it over a long period of time and using that time to maybe work on your personal development or work on a business or, you know, the compounding over the year is it can do, can work wonders for you. And this book really changes your mindset into that, into doing the small things. And, you know, obviously I run an, an academy called the High Performers Academy. It's all based around high performers. And what another thing what sparked that interest was looking at, I'm very obsessed to find out, okay, this person's a high performer. This person has achieved very high things. Why has that person achieved the high things? Why is this person achieving above average to the you know to the average person what are they doing differently to everyone else and the slight edge explains a lot of that 
it explains that, you know, it's literally just the small things that they're doing each day. They're not superhuman. All it literally is, they've built a, a, a habit of doing these little things compared over a long time. They stay consistent at it and dedicated. It's just, it's helped them massively with the success. Brilliant way to end. Did you think of that song or band? Oh. <laughs> The song, no, I didn't. My mind is just literally gone blank on that. Yeah, my mind's gone blank. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in afterwards. And if people want to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Right, it's at underscore Sean underscore Davis. That's the best way to get contact with me. It's on Instagram. S-H-A. Yep, Davis without the E's. D-A-V-I-S. Brilliant. Thanks for your time today. Pleasure. Pleasure being here. And thanks for your time as well. Thanks for the pleasure to be with you today. Sean really is making moves in the world. His top 10 hits of inspiration are 1. Get inspired by self-development. There's so much out there. 2. Create a network to share what you have learned, like Sean has done. 3. Get inspired by being a producer rather than a consumer. 4. Get your business systemized or subscription-based so it can still grow while allowing time with the family. 5. Get inspired by giving your business the urban edge or whatever niche version suits best for you. Six, let's talk about mental health in business and learn how to keep a separation in the game of business by viewing it from the outside of the video game rather than being fully inhabited inside the character within the game when things can seem so serious. Seven, get inspired by realizing if you can learn to manage your emotions and not be restricted by thoughts such as If I'm so stressed now, how will I ever manage with more components to handle? Only the sky is then the limit if you can handle these kind of thoughts. 8. Make sure you celebrate your small wins to help yourself believe. 9. Start the day by setting yourself a small objective that you can win at easily. For example, even just getting up at a particular time. This calibrates your mind into feeling your successes. Keep doing more of these throughout the day, then you can celebrate more small wins as you go. 10. Get inspired by identifying the individual strengths of your business partners so you can maximize these together. 11. Get inspired by how you can enjoy sales and how you can build resilience so that rejection is not an issue, like Sean has managed to do. 12. It's such an amazing opportunity today that you can use your dream as the basis to build your online social media presence. Get started now with massive imperfect action. 13. Keep it simple. Work on the ABC of your projects, not the XYZ. Thanks for joining us today. And we've launched our Patreon supporters group. Head over to the Patreon link in the show notes to find video versions of some of our podcasts and the Secrets to Success bonus section that some of our guests have kindly given us. See you there. Thanks for continuing to follow us on this growing journey of inspiration and inclusion. I really appreciate your company. Go leave us a review on iTunes if you feel some inspiration from today. And of course, I'd love you to share us. If you want to get in touch, our email address is in the show notes, together with links from today's episode. Watch out for next week's episode, where we'll be speaking to Dariana Osnato, who is starting to change the world right now as both a professional coach, project manager, and expert in delivering results in hospitality. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.